0: Up next, a message from Victory Life Church of Milton. All malice and all deceit. So, Peter's getting really, really uh, going right for the jugular here. A really precise, let's talk about some behaviors that, and he's talking to Christian folks. Okay, so let's understand that, that this, this word is, is not just for the world, but this is, we're talking to Christian people right here. Amen? And the big difference between us and the world is that we've accepted that precious gift. We're all at different levels of spiritual growth and maturity. You know what I mean? But these things do go on in churches. They go on in our homes. Amen? And so Peter's calling it out. Hey, let's work on this stuff. The, the world should be able to look at a church, should be able to look at Christians and say, man... You know what? They sure do love one another. Amen. I can, I, can, uh, uh, I can trust this guy when he gives me his word because I can see this is a man of honor, a man of integrity. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so anyway, so put away all malice and all deceit. Malice, church folks, uh, having ill will towards someone else? Wow. Okay, but let's be honest. We can get like that really fast. Amen? We, we, can, we can be full of our ill will towards somebody in this congregation or, or a loved one, a family member. You know, anybody got those people at Thanksgiving you can't stand to be around, huh? huh? Well, certainly, because so much has been done for us, we can work on that forgiveness. Amen? Okay, so put away all malice and all deceit. That shouldn't be in the same sentence talking about Christian folks. Deceit, Deception. Wow. Manipulation. So put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy. Wow, it's getting better all the time, man. Stop pretending to be something you're not. Amen? Because you can fool a lot of folks. Amen? You can even fool yourself for a while. Amen? But see, here's the thing. That's the beautiful thing about this Word. Amen. When you get into it, I promise you, if you get into this book and you say, God, feed me, it's going to point out some things that need to be worked on. Amen. So put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy. How about that? Jealousy and infancy and all slander. That's five things right there. Amen. And there's a lot of things we need to work on, but Peter's just hitting us with a few right there. Amen? You are a Christian person. You belong to the Most High God. And these are behaviors, these are attitudes, these are actions, these are thoughts that you don't need to be messing around with. Amen? So put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Now, how in the world can we do that? There's only one way we can really do that because we can have the best intentions in the world pulling up into this parking lot. And then seeing, oh, somebody done took Sister Claudia's parking place. I can't believe somebody has that much disrespect for Sister Claudia. And and then you're mad, you you find out who it is. Pastor Paul, why did you take Sister? All of a sudden, you got all that malice, you got ill will and malice towards someone else. And that's just being silly, but that's as fast and easy as it can happen to you. You know, you know what I'm saying? You can have the best intentions in the world, but then there it is. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe that person has come back to this church or, or something like that. You know what I mean? That ain't supposed to be going on. Amen? So what can we do? Because Peter's telling us we need to work on this. He's listening to the Holy Spirit. This is so important to God. So it should be important to us. We got to keep our eyes on that cross, guys. We got to, we have to have that Christ-centered mentality. You know what I'm saying? Where, where we, everything goes through the lens of the Bible. Is this acceptable? Is this God-pleasing? Is this? And the only way you're going to be able to live like that is if you stay in that Word. Amen. Some of us are really starving our spirit, man. I don't read this book like I should. You know what I mean? I'm, I've been really convicted about that because I've been in a rush lately, and I haven't been reading it like I should. And I'm just letting you all know, I'm putting myself on front street. I have not been in the Word of God like I need to be. Amen? But that's no excuse for any of us. Right. we got to stay in this Word. And I- I'm telling you, man, the more you get into that Word, the more it will expose things to you. Then it's decision time. Amen? Because James says, you know what? we got to be doers of this Word. Now You can know all kinds of stuff about this book, but that's not necessarily going to change you. That's a start. But you have to be obedient to that Holy Spirit. See, it's the Holy Spirit that is going to tell you, hey, bite your tongue. Don't say that. Hey, stop thinking them thoughts about that person. You know what I mean? I love that person just as much as I love you. I died for that person just like I died for you. Why in the world do you think you're better than that person? Stop thinking about yourself so much. Amen? Y'all with me? Okay, so put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Like newborn infants. Now, Peter is not saying that we are a bunch of immature Christian kids. Or maybe he is. I don't think he is. That's not what I'm getting out of the text. But he's making this connection here, which is really, really awesome. So moms, I'll think you'd be able to get this. If you ever anybody's ever held a baby in their arms and put the baba in the mouth, you're going to get this right here. Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk. You know, those babies, man, they have to have that milk. Man, when mamas feed their babies, there's, there's, there's more that goes on than just nutrition. You know what I mean? There's that connection. There's that safety. There's that comfort. There's that peace. Uh, You know what I mean? They're growing together in relationship. You see what I'm saying? When we get into the Word of God and get into that pure spiritual milk, we are getting fed. Our spirit man is getting fed. But we're also growing in relationship, growing in, in 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 commitment like never before. We're seeing how this God is faithful and how we can put our trust in Him. And the more we love God, the more we can say, you know what? I'm not going to treat people like this anymore. You know, I'm, I'm going to be what God has called me to be because so much has been done for me. And this is what God asks of me. Amen? And He's very committed to this. Amen? Like newborn infants long for pure spiritual milk. Pure spiritual milk. The Word of God. You know what I'm saying? Uh, not some wacky stuff. Not just, not just cherry-picking the verses that make you feel good either. You know what I mean? Because that's not, that's not going to lead you to any real spiritual growth. Because if, if, you, if you're totally content and that makes you happy, well, that probably means that you're already pretty good at doing that. You know what I mean? Oh, I do that all the time. I'm better, I'm better than... What's going? What's wrong with that picture, man? You know what I mean? And you guys, you know I'm being silly. Or oh, whatever. Like newborn infants long for pure spiritual milk. The real Word of God. Amen. Self-help books are good. Christian preaching books by your favorite... Christian author. Those are good. Those are fine. Amen. But I believe we have to have a steady diet of this word right here. Amen. We got to have it and then we got to be obedient to it. And that's going to come in baby steps, man. But the more you fall in love with God, the more you're going to want to be obedient to him. Amen. Okay. (laughs) Like newborn infants long for pure spiritual milk that by it, you may grow up into salvation. What? Grow up into salvation. Now, what you always are so fond of saying, Paul, that once you accept Jesus Christ, it's a done deal. If you've truly accepted him and repented of your sins, you're a saved person. Well, I'm still standing by that, and that's how it is. But what what this is saying right here is the more you get into this pure spiritual milk, the more you have a hunger for this word, the more you are going to mature, the more you're going to be that person that God has called you to be. We, we really need to uh, look at ourselves, let the Lord look at ourselves and say, you know what, do I really want to be this selfish type of person my whole life? I'm a saved person, and I'm still constantly just thinking about myself and my own finances and all this and all that. You know what I mean? And the Lord says, hey, I want you to love your neighbor like yourself. That's tough, man. They will know we are Christians by our love for one another. Man, they might not think we love each other very much if you're privy to some of our conversations around the dinner table or something, right? Pastor Paul wears them. (laughs) Never mind, I don't know. Anyways, look at your monitor there. Uh, Hebrews 4 and verse 12, talking about the Word of God. Amen. We've got to get into this book, beloved. I'm not trying to beat anybody up, but let's, let's, let's mature together. Amen. Let's do this together. We're doing life together. We're going to do eternity together. And, and praise God, let's be that person that God wants us to be. Let's get committed to that because God is so committed to it, and He will help us along the way. Amen. Hebrews 4 and verse 12, For the Word of God... Okay. Talking about the Word of God, talking about His written Word, talking about the Scripture. For the Word of God is living and active. Do you understand what you're holding in your hands or what I'm holding in my hands right here? This thing is alive. It's active, man. It is like no other book in the world. No, like no other book ever created. Well, it's kind of like Homer's Odyssey or Iliad. No, it's not, man. No, it's not. That's rubbish. This is the written Word. This is what God wants you to know about life. Amen. So it's kind of like the Koran. No, it's not, man. It's the exact opposite of the Quran. This is life right here. You see what I'm saying? You get into this book, amen. And you begin to study it, and I promise you, I promise you, you you won't come up to me and say you were you were flat out wrong about that, man. That I, that book ain't telling me nothing about what I need to change. Well, then you ain't reading it right. Because I'm telling you, man, this book is alive. This is your manual for life. Amen. This will help you through every single thing. For the, I'm thinking about going into Bible sales, actually. I think I could sell some Bibles. For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. Okay, so it's not like the slash-your-belly-open sword. It's not like the slashity-slashity. But it's like the piercing, taking stuff apart, man, exposing stuff. You see what I'm saying? That's the Word of God right there, man. It will go to the deepest parts that you have shut off that nobody knows about. You're not even quite sure that's going on. You know what I mean? But it'll show you, hey, you have a problem with this. Hey, this is not productive to my relationship mm-hmm. with you. Hey, this is really holding you back with the place I want you to be. I can really advance you in a lot of areas, but you got to give this up. You know what I'm saying? Okay, and it also get you the pats on the back. Anyways, is everybody cool? For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. See that? It'll expose to you what's really going on in the deepest parts of you. Amen? And, and let's be honest, some of us, that's why we really don't want to get into it. We don't want to know what we need to work on because we know, man, I, there's a lot of things I need to give up. But see, that's all of us, man. All of us, man. We are, we are imperfect and we are flawed. But we belong to a holy God, a holy, holy God. There's no one like him. And he says, you know what? My son's blood covers your sins. Amen. But I want us to work on some behaviors, man. I want you to be that light to a lost and dying world. Uh, Okay? I'm I'm tired of you living this way at home and then acting like this at church. Amen? See what I'm saying? Not me. I'm not tired of it. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I'm just saying. That's for me. All right. Okay, so 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 3. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Have you tasted that the Lord is good? Have you received His grace? Have you realized what you've been saved from? That you are not going to hell? You know what I mean? Because somebody else paid your debt? You know what I'm saying? You are blessed. You are Paul. You always say that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not that smart, man. I don't, have, I don't have a way to really explain it. But man, we are so stinking blessed, man. We are like really, really, really blessed, man. You were going to hell. I was going to hell right there with you. And then God chose you. He didn't have to. But He said, you know what? You're coming with me. I got big plans for you. I want to use you for something super big that you can't even imagine. You know what I'm saying? All right. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Also, what about the Word of God? You know what I mean? Have you actually given yourself to that word have you actually got into it lately you know what i mean and tasted and seen that god is good because the more you get into it though it's going to go from uh i wrote this down because i always forget this discipline see i don't really know that word very well (laughs) i don't know that word very well but when you first get into the word of god it's completely honest it is a discipline you have to make yourself do it at first Okay, But as that discipline, as you get into that Word and you set some time aside each and every day, that discipline will go to delight. That discipline will go to a hunger. You know what I mean? You will will love your time in the Word. Amen? This will be a special time in your day. That might be light years away from you even imagining that right now. But man, like some of these greats in the Bible, some of these heroes in the Bible, man, that got up early in the morning to spend time with the Lord. They knew that was important, man. Getting up early, man, that's not good news. I, they don't preach good. I'm not saying you have to get up early, but I, I know that all of us can have some time to get into the Word. I know we can. You know what I'm saying? And you can, you can listen to the preaching when you're driving around and stuff like that. All that stuff's good. I'm just saying God is really committed to our maturity. and He's committed to how we treat one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. And the world is looking at us. You know what I mean? There, half of them want to see us mess up. Half of them want to see us as fakes. And the other half are hurting so bad they need something real in their life. You know what I mean? And here we are, man, fighting amongst ourselves and stuff. You know what I mean? Talking bad about one another. Can I get a witness? If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Okay, 1 Peter 2 and verse 4. As you come to Him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious. Talking about your Savior. What's the first part of that verse? As you come to Him, Not just talking about your conversion, not just talking about your salvation. That's in there. But are we coming to him on a daily basis? Are we really spending any time with him other than, you know, some Sundays here and there or whatever? And that's good. I'm not saying don't come to church on Sunday. We know we need you. You know what I'm saying? But I'm saying as we come to him, we're going to learn more about him. We're going to grow in relationship. And the Lord wants us to spend some time with him. Amen. And and surely we can, you know, we can cut five minutes off of this TV show, five minutes off of this uh, whatever is going on. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to pry or anything. I'm just saying this is important to the Lord. Amen. And as you come to him, a living stone. Why a living stone? Because he ain't dead anymore. Give him some praise. He is a living stone. Amen. And see, here's the deal. You can either fall on that stone, right? Or that stone can fall on you. Amen? The, the, the Lord God, creator of the universe, is hungry for a more intimate walk between you and Him. Amen? As you come to Him, a living stone rejected by men. Isn't that sad? We haven't rejected Him. Sometimes we do a little bit, right? But we've accepted Him as Lord and Savior. You know what I mean? But, but to, to the vast majority of Israel, they rejected Him at that time and at that date. When he was on earth, amen, certainly the religious elite of the day rejected him. No, my Messiah has to come in armor. My Messiah has to come in a different package. Even though what you're saying and what you're doing and these miracles completely line up with what the Messiah is supposed to do, you're kind of messing up my program. You're making my flesh feel really bad. So I don't want to, I, I cannot accept you as the Messiah. So he was rejected, amen. But he was not rejected by us or we wouldn't be here right now we'd be golfing or fishing or playing super nintendo or something. You know what I mean? Let's see. You are blessed. Let me hear you say it right now. I'm blessed. Okay. As you come to him a living stone rejected by men but in the sight of God chosen and precious. God picked him out but he's not the only one. You know he was the Now let me say this. He's the only one that could die for our sins. 100% God, 100% man. But he also picked you and me out. You understand that? That should make you feel a little good right there, that you've been picked out by the Most High God to be part of something way bigger than you could ever imagine. Something really, really big. If you've ever been in the military, I have not. Let me get that out. Everyone knows. Because some people are like, dude, you were in the military, right? I'm like, no, I wasn't in the military. And like, well, you talk like you were in the military. I, but that's History Channel. <laughs> so, but... I understand a little bit about being part of something bigger than your own personal gratification and your own personal safety. You know what I mean? You're doing something bigger than yourself for other people. Make sense? Well, Jesus Christ died for you. God handpicked you to be part of something way bigger than that. Amen? Part of His church. Amen? You have been brought into the family of the Most High God, and we're going to live forever and ever and ever. Well. Applause. Good news. Amen. As you come to Him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious. Amen. Our Messiah, our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ is precious. The most valuable thing in the universe was given for us. Amen. Okay. You yourselves. Talking about us now. So much has been done for you, man. So much has been done for me. You yourselves, talking about us, like living stones. We're part of this too, man. We're part of something awesome. You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. Wow, what the heck does that mean? Wow. Okay. Being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices accepting to God through Jesus Christ. Your access to God the Father because He is holy and you're pretty messed up, right? I'm pretty messed up. Our access to God the Father is Jesus Christ and what He did. Amen? You know what I mean? So (laughs) when God looks down, He sees us washed in the blood of the Lamb. Amen? You know what I'm saying? And we have access to the father what, what 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 are priests old testament priests for they give honor and glory to god they they minister to god we minister to god we are part of his church we are part of his family and we minister to him we give him honor and glory by our sacrifice by what we do by how we act amen yeah. the things we're thinking about what we do yeah. this is giving god glory and honor he knows what you think about amen you can't help the thoughts that are thrown into your head, but you can decide whether or not you want, to, you want to meditate on them if you want to keep them. Amen? We all get crazy stuff thrown in our head and like, oh, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Or if it's just right, you're like, oh, yeah. I'll follow that away and think about that later. That's not good. Amen? Are you all with me? Okay. You yourselves like living stones being built as a spiritual house. Okay, so let's get this straight. There is not a temple in Israel at this time. But in the Old Testament, God's presence would dwell in the Holy of Holies. You see what I'm saying? But see, where does the Lord dwell now? He dwells in us. Amen. Isn't that awesome? That the creator of the universe, His Holy Spirit, dwells inside us? Mm, where's that button? Okay, good news. All right, but you yourselves, like living stones, are being, and you are living. You're not that dead person anymore. You're a new creation in Christ, being built up as spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. Hey, guess what? We're all priestesses, we priests. We can all get them little things, man, little collars. You know what I mean? We don't have to do that, do we? Those people don't even have to have those jobs. You know what I mean? or whatever that, that's going on there. I'm not talking bad about Catholics and all that. Um, but what I'm saying, man, is that that's an unnecessary thing, man. I don't have to tell that dude my problems and, and him tell me what I have to do to be forgiven. I know what I have to do to be forgiven. It's right here. Yeah. Amen? And I have direct access to God. I don't need to go through anybody because I go through Jesus Christ. Yeah. Amen? Hallelujah. Give Him some praise, man. Romans 12, verse 1. Stay on track. Therefore, I urge you. You hear the earnestness in Paul's voice right there? Hey, man. God takes this really, really serious. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy. That's the problem right there, isn't it? Half the time, we completely forget about God's mercy on our lives and how he's been so good to us. And when somebody does us wrong, oh, we forget all about God's mercy. I mean, don't get me wrong. We want it for us but we don't want it on them. You know what I'm saying? But we got to keep our eyes on that cross, on, on the viewing and focusing on God's mercy and His grace over us. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies, see? To offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. It's our duty. It's our duty. All God's people say, it's our duty. It's our duty. Amen. In view of what God's done for you, Let's start growing up. Amen? Amen. To offer your bodies as a living sacrifice day by day. Sometimes it's minute by minute. That tough obedience? Sometimes it is minute by minute, and we're not going to get it perfect. I get that. I understand that. I'm living in that with you guys. You know what I mean? To offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. Isn't that awesome? Don't we want to be God pleasers? At, at, At the end of it, at the end of it, man, you know, you're sitting on the porch swing with your better half or with your dog or, or with the neighbor kid or something. I don't know. Um, and, you know, the sun's set, set, setting slowly over your life. Wouldn't it be good to know, man, you know what? I wasn't perfect, but I fell in love with the creator of the universe. Amen. And I devoted myself to being the best person I could be. Amen. All right. Maybe it's just a personal thing. I don't know. Okay. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, if if you have God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, this is your true and proper worship. When you're obedient to the Lord, when you're obedient to this word, you are worshiping God. We don't think of it like that, but we are. We're giving God glory, man. Anybody sees that, man, that's a seed being planted. Okay, this is how Christians truly should handle this. You know what I mean? Okay. 1 Peter 2 and verse 6. For it stands in Scripture. Peter's really good about this, man. Now, don't forget, Peter had that intimate relationship with the man, the God-man, Jesus Christ. Three and a half years they hung out. You know what I mean? So he knew him. But we got to understand, some of these people don't know how well Peter actually knew the man and how the man really changed his life because there was Peter pre- Filling of the Holy Spirit. You know what I'm saying? And then there's post-filling of the Holy Spirit, Peter, who was a lot different and super powerful. You know what I mean? So Peter's going back and pointing to the Old Testament. saying, if you don't want to take my word for it, look at what the Word of God says. Amen? Look what the Old Testament says here. For it stands in Scripture, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone. Peter's talking about stones. God being that cornerstone. And look, Here's a little tidbit for you guys reading this letter, hearing this sermon. Okay, in the Old Testament, this was prophesied that this was going to happen, and you're living in it right now. Amen, isn't God good? For it stands in Scripture, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious. Okay, a little bit about construction stuff. I don't know a lot about it, but you have to... In the old day, it would start with that cornerstone, man. Everything would be plumb. Everything would be pulled from that one stone. And that one stone had to be perfect. So that's Jesus Christ. You see what I'm saying? Everything is built off of Him. Uh, You want to know how to live? Follow Jesus Christ's example. You know what I'm saying? Everything has to follow. Everything is, is plumb and perfect coming off of Him. Amen. That's the foundation. Can I get a witness? And see, people rejected him because it didn't fit their mold of what they thought the Messiah should be. But God said, no, this is it. Everything stands right here. Everything is built off of this. My church is built off of this. Amen? For it stands in Scripture, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone, chosen and precious. And whoever believes in him will not perish. It doesn't say that, actually. I just got excited. Um, <laughs> I'm getting fired up. I'm adding to and taking away. No, that does say that in another verse. And uh, I should, this should be a note. You never add to or take away from the Word of God. Don't do that. There's some bad, bad stuff that will happen if you do that. And that's true. Okay. And we'll, we'll preach on that one day. Um, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone, chosen and precious... And whoever believes in Him will not be put to shame. That's good. That's just as good. We've put our faith in this. And guess what? One day, all the scoffers will be forced to say with their knees bowed, Hey man, that guy was right. He was right. You know what I'm saying? But does our heart go out for the scoffer? You know what I mean? Because it should. You know what I mean? Because there will be vindication. Every wrong will be righted. Amen? Amen? That's why vengeance is the Lord's. Let him take care of that. Amen. And we pray for those people. Pray for the people that hurt you. Pray for the ones that use you. Amen. Can I get a witness? So uh, where am I at? And whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. Isn't that good to know? You're not wasting your time. You're not wasting your time right now. It's all going to work out. Verse 7. So the honor is for you. Woo! So the honor is for you. I'm not wasting my time. So the honor is for you who believe, but for those who do not believe. Okay. There's two types of people in this world. There's those that believe in Jesus Christ and have accepted him and those that have not accepted him. You see what I'm saying? But for those that have accepted him, it's going to get amazing. I know this life is tough, man, but it's going to get really, really good. And that's something that should stoke us up, man. Okay. Okay. So the honor is for you who believe, but for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Whether you believe in Him or not, He was chosen by God to die for my sins. Amen. And that doesn't change anything. Whether you believe it or not, that doesn't change anything. It just changes your destiny. That's what it does. Okay, but God handpicked Him and God handpicked you. Amen. So... We can be stoked up. It's okay to be fired up about the fact that you made the right decision. Amen. The stone that the builders rejected had become the cornerstone. Verse 8. And a stumbling... Man, I'm getting all tongue-tied. And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, they stumble because they disobey the Word as they were destined to do. Not everybody's going to be saved, guys. There is no name given unto men other than Jesus Christ that you can be saved. That's the only way to eternal life. That's the only way to the Father. Amen? Some people are like, nope, just like those that, that, that would not accept the Messiah in Israel. You know what I mean? Nope, that's not the package I was looking for. Nope, I believe anyway should lead me to salvation. Man, you don't make the rules. <laughs> it's not about you, man. But you are granted salvation through Jesus Christ. Amen. So we all need to accept it. And if there's, you don't know, let me say this, you don't know who's going to be saved and who's not going to be saved. You, you have no clue. You can see somebody with, with the most craziest behavior and think, well, they're just not going to make the ship. They're not going to make the cut. They're not going to make the grave. Man, you don't know how God's working on them. You know what I mean? Because sometimes people get really crazy and rowdy right before that change, man, because that flesh man is fighting. You know what I mean? And there might be some people in here that we think, oh man, you know, I want that person praying for me. They got it together. And they might not even really have a real relationship with Jesus. Right? You see what I'm saying? But not everybody is going to make the grade. Amen. But Jesus Christ died for all of us. But not everybody's going to accept it. But we are obliged, we are obligated to spread that gospel in love. Amen. And tell the truth. Can I get a witness? Amen. And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. There's two types of people. Either you love the Lord, you cherish Jesus Christ, or you can't stand him. Two types of people. Some people can't stand him. Some people will cut your head off, man, because you love him. You know what I mean? Some people will beat you to death and, and murder your kids because you love him. But you know what? Every wrong will be right and you still have a job to do. Amen? We've got to put our faith, our trust in Him. Thanks for listening to this message from Victory Life Church. Go to VictoryLifeChurchOfMilton.com for more, and may God bless you.